Welcome to the Fair Talks podcast, where we educate everyday people for extraordinary change. I'm your host, Alicia Chan, the executive director of Fair Trade LA, a community of business members, nonprofits, and fair trade enthusiasts driving proactive, sustainable solutions for a fairer world. I'm also a social entrepreneur with a passion for ending poverty and creating dignified jobs. Together, we'll explore how fair trade changes lives and communities and what we can do to address some of the world's biggest problems right in our own homes. Let's dive in. Fair Talks is brought to you by Fair Trade USA, the organization that brings you the Fair Trade certified label. Fairtrade USA is committed to building an innovative model of responsible business, conscious consumerism, and shared value to eliminate poverty and enable sustainable development for farmers, workers, their families, and communities around the world. When I was at the Fairtrade Federation conference that was held in SoCal at the end of March 2023, I was surprised to learn that most people were not a part of a local Fairtrade organization like Fairtrade LA nor did they know that local chapters existed or that they could create one. People flew in from all over the U.S. for three days of just amazing time together with like-minded fair trade comrades. It truly felt like a family where we all supported each other, cheering each other on, lifting each other up. And when people learned about us, Fair Trade LA and Fair Trade Long Beach, and mind you, these are our fair trade advocates and business owners, they didn't know about fair trade campaigns and how they can mobilize their local community. I honestly felt sad that these fair trade business owners didn't have a group like Fair Trade LA to go back to because I know personally how lonely and how difficult it was to shoulder a social enterprise alone. Sometimes you feel like you're the only one who cares about these things and no one else understands. And I also just felt so fortunate to have a group like Fair Trade LA to go back to. I felt so fortunate to have the supportive community we've built over the years that have rallied around each other, advancing this fair trade movement together. I remember when I first found Fair Trade LA as a new business owner, I felt like I found my people. These people care about what I care about, and together we get to impact different parts of the world. What a beautiful group that exists right here in Los Angeles. So in this episode, I've invited a few of our board members to give you a behind-the-scenes look at how Fairtree LA was started, how we are structured, and how we are funded. My goal is to inspire you to create something like this in your city, your school, your congregation, just in your local community. I want to give you some framework to get started or come on board and support what we are doing here in Los Angeles. One thing I love about Fairtree LA is how diverse we are and how we come together from all different walks of life. So today, I'm excited to introduce you to four of our very own board members who are going to be able to share very different perspectives and insights to hopefully help you on your fair trade journey. First, we are so blessed to have with us Joan Harper, one of the original co-founders of Fair Trade LA, who has been championing this effort since 2005. She is a legend and a hero in the fair trade movement. We have our board chair, Brittany Skiles, who works at Mount St. Mary's University in institutional advancement and serves on a campus team working towards making Mount St. Mary's a fair trade designated university. We also have with us Jasmine French, who is currently a trade certification specialist at Fair Trade USA, and she's the founder of RMB Coffee, a fair trade coffee company that gives back to mental health. 
But before all that, she got involved as a student, and she was a former fellow with Fair Trade Campaigns. And lastly, we have Robin Tolkien Doyle, one of our newest board members, who is a 25-year beauty industry veteran with a background in public relations, and she is the founder of Beautyology, a fair trade skincare company. I feel so blessed to be able to work with such a diverse and caring group of people, and I can't wait for you to hear from them today. So let's get to it. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Yeah, it's um, great to be here. Happy to be here. So happy to be here. This is my first time having five people on the podcast, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> I wanted all of you guys to jump on here because you all came into Fairtrelly with different backgrounds at different times of your life, involved in different capacities, which is one of the main reasons why I love Fairtrade LA. We have such a diverse group of people. We have business owners, then students, then parents, then congregations, just all different types of people involved. And basically anyone passionate about Fairtrade LA is welcomed here. And so I want to ask each of you to share about what it means to you personally to be a part of Fairtrade LA. And Joan, I'm going to start with you. You co-founded Fairtrade LA in 2005 around your kitchen table, and you've been the executive director and now on the board, heavily involved since the beginning. And Fairtrade LA has been your baby. <laughs> what does being a part of this community mean to you? Oh, thanks, Alicia. Yes, it has been my baby. You know, I first learned about fair trade from working with Catholic Relief Services back in the early 2000s. They supported fair trade. They had a whole program for it. And the concept just made incredible sense to me. You get to purchase wonderful products from people primarily in the developing world who are paid fairly, work in environmentally safe conditions, are able to provide education for their children, and so on. So the question for me was, how could I not support this concept? Mm -hmm. And how could I not get others involved? So yeah. five people around my kitchen table. And and the idea for me was community. When you're mm -hmm. supportive of people who I'm not ever going to meet personally, but I'll know them from their products. Mm -hmm. And we all know when we are part of this, that we're playing a small role in, in being in solidarity with them. One of my sons had a theme as freshman year of college, how then shall we live? And that's that's just been ever present to me, partly because his mug is on my desk, <laughs> that fair trade helps me choose to live with people who care about others the same way I do and help support them in this effort. Yeah, you are our hero. <laughs> you have a, a beautiful legacy here starting Fair Trade LA. I love it. Now I'm going to jump to Jasmine. You got involved with Fair, Tra fair Trade LA shortly after I did. <laughs> We met when you were a student at Vanguard University, president of the Live to Free Anti-Trafficking Student Club, and you put together this amazing fair trade fashion show that's still happening annually, and I remember you used to fight traffic to drive all the way from Orange <laughs> County to downtown LA to attend our meetings during rush hour on a weekday. <laughs> And that is just true dedication. And you've been a board member since, and you recently started your own fair trade coffee company, RMB. So, what does being involved in fair trade LA mean to you? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Alicia. Similarly to what Jonah said, fair trade in its plainest terms to me is community. As a student, a recent grad, um, and now as a new business owner, it's been a place where I found the sweetest community. We're all so different and come from vastly different lives, yet we come together on this common thread 
of making the world a better place. And we do that on the crux of our identity, which is being community-led. It's just been so fun to be, especially in this new season as a, a new business owner and seeing how everyone in our community is coming together to support by purchasing, helping me come up with ideas, helping me set up tables at our pop-ups. It's just been so fun to have this really cool community around me that has walked through so many different seasons of my life as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a glue that glues us all together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Now, Brittany, I remember meeting you at one of our Fair Talks events at Mount St. Mary's University in downtown LA when we used to have these Fair Talks in person. You were moving from Orange County to LA and you graduated from Vanguard University. You were also the former president of this Live to Free Club. And the rest is history. You are now the board chair of Fair Trade LA, which is not an easy role. You have to constantly rally the troops together. And you've been leading us even through the pandemic and lots of ups and downs in your own personal life. So what does being a part of Fair Trade LA mean to you? Yeah, thanks, Alicia. It has been a wild journey of adjusting to life in LA, but Fair Trade LA was there for me from the beginning and and to add on to the community aspect um it also is just so meaningful to me because of my career and my involvement in higher education and like jasmine coming from vanguard university um, we did know each other there and and we're both involved at that time but moving away from the college setting and having a place to jump into that could allow me to continue learning and continue um, challenging my notions of of social issues around the world and and what we can do about them. So it's felt very grassroots at times, our efforts, but so rewarding along the journey to see when we can look back that we've made progress together and the camaraderie that comes through that has just been so meaningful to me in, in a city that I didn't know where to start looking for a community in. Yeah, that's so good. And I love what you said about learning. It's true. It's it's constant learning for us. We learn and gain so much through this community. Now, last but certainly not least, Robin, you're one of our newest board members and the founder of Beautyology. You first applied to be a business member at Fairtrade LA. And I remember reading your application and interviewing you and being so excited about like your fair trade, your passion for fair trade skincare and beauty products. It was just an industry that hasn't been tapped into as much. So I was so excited to have you involved. It was just the perfect fit from the get-go. And you had your first pop-up event experience with us at Fairtrade LA. And again, the rest is history. You're on the board helping plan our uh, different Fairtrade market events now. So what has being a part of Fairtrade LA community meant for you? Yeah, thank you so much, Alicia. And yeah, you guys were there to experience my first (laughs) pop-up marketplace event, which was so fun. It kind of just sucked me in. But yeah, Fair Trade LA, it's been it's been awesome. I'm so glad that I found you in my Google searching for community that I could kind of feel a part of. I actually am born and raised from uh, in Los Angeles, so I've lived here my whole life. I've worked in the beauty industry for most of my career, and I got really involved in wanting to know where these ingredients were coming from in the beauty products several years ago. It was just like a passion that I had. I was trying to figure out, you know, why no one was really talking about it too much, and so I decided to think, not think about it too hard. I ended up creating a business about it. So, and here I am and 
being able to partner with Fairtrade LA has given me, aside from having like amazing platform to be able to kind of spread the word about the importance of fair trade in the beauty industry, it's given me community and amazing people to get to know and call friends that I feel like we have so much in common and we think about, you know, we just care about so many of the same issues wanting to make a difference in the world. And so it's been a great journey and I'm so proud to be a part of it. Yay, we love having you. Well, thank you everyone for just jumping in today. You guys all bring such different experiences and valuable insight. And this is what makes up Fairtrade LA. So I think this is going to be a great conversation because we're going to showcase kind of like the behind the scenes of Fairtrade. We're pulling back the curtains. I was recently at the Fairtrade Federation conference that was in Long Beach, and I was honestly super surprised to learn that most people don't have a community like this in their local cities. And it honestly made me kind of sad. Like, I felt so fortunate to, after, you know, these three days of being around these Fairtrade you know, tribe and community to be able to still have Fairtrade LA weekly, monthly to be there for me. And it made me sad to think that these people after the conference, after this camaraderie, you know, the sense of camaraderie, they don't have that to go back to. Like they are basically on their own. And I remember being like this journey and how lonely it can be feeling like, am I the only one that cares about this world? And I just feel so fortunate to have Fairtrade LA. And so I want to kind of help everyone give tips and suggestions on how they can start something like Fairtrade LA, whether it's in their city, their school, their congregation, because we're simply a community of individuals passionate about this fair trade movement and making life better for makers around the world. So whether you want to officially start a nonprofit or simply a club or a committee, you can get started one way or another. So Joan, I'm going to have you share because you're the founder of Fairtrade LA. How did this grassroots organization start and how did you do it at a city level? And at what point did you decide to make it officially a nonprofit? You know, it's interesting because at the time, if they existed, we were not aware of the whole fair trade campaigns component that's out there that supports efforts to be a fair trade congregation or a fair trade city. It was just, I was curious, who else out there cares about this? And so Mm -hmm. I certainly didn't sit down and say, let me start this organization. Let me become a nonprofit. You know, it was who else is out there? And so it was conversations, it was like-minded individuals, meet people at church, you know, it's sort of going for the low-hanging fruit, meaning Mm -hmm. typically people of faith care about social justice causes, so Mm -hmm. maybe that's a place to start. Maybe there's a club already at a university, you know, where whatever your circle is, that finding people to just have that conversation and and explore and learn. Again, there's a lot of resources out there. So eventually, over a number of years, we all kind of looked at each other. We've been meeting monthly for years and said, mm-hmm. okay, we're, we're, we're big enough now. We have enough experience and knowledge to actually become a nonprofit. What was extremely helpful to us was to lean on Chicago Fair Trade, mm-hmm. which was at the time the only nonprofit for fair trade in, in a, at a city level like that. And they were extremely helpful with bylaws and mm-hmm. everything we needed to become a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And and I would just say we're there for anybody else who wants yeah. to do that. And we're a resource. We're happy to share. And it's just being bold. Being bold. Yeah, yeah that's good. 
Like you don't have to start out as a nonprofit. That's a that's a big lift, but just start out as a grassroots organization getting together with other people who are passionate. Which leads me to Jasmine. You are the former president of Live to Free, this anti-trafficking student club at your university. So can you share about how students or just individuals can get involved maybe at a smaller scale, you know, in their community? And how did you as a president get other students involved? Yeah, yeah. What I love about fair trade and fair trade is it can have a hand in helping so many different social issues that we see in our society today. From sustainability to women's empowerment, the social issues that we see are so multifaceted and therefore they take a multifaceted approach to alleviate those. And so as a student lead for this anti-trafficking club on my campus, we had to find ways to engage our students in a practical way that helped advance the anti-trafficking movement. We did movie screenings, bonfires, and things like the Fair Trade Fashion Show that the students actually got to walk in and like cheer on their classmates. And so the thing I would say is to make things fun, like things, poverty and things like trafficking can be so heavy. And so if we can find ways to engage our community in a fun way and then fold in the educational and the actionable items within that is the best way I believe that we can really get people on board because they're building this, like we see within Fairchild LA, like this community around this common thread and common action items they want to achieve. Yeah, yeah. it totally takes creativity. <laughs> it's yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah. Now, at the Fairtrade Federation Conference, a lot of people ask me the question of how to put an event together. I guess it's just hard to start from ground zero and to create an event that will hopefully connect the fair trade community together. So Robin, you have a background mm -hmm. in PR and you've planned some of these fun fair trade pop-up events for fair trade LA through <laughs> like your local cafes. In fact, we have two events coming up that's planned around World Fair Trade Day in May with our local cafe restaurants. So can you share some tips and suggestions on how people can start planning events in their community? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, people are asking me too when I went to the Fair Trade Federation conference, and it really isn't as hard as it sounds, really, because if you live in a community, you probably have a local cafe or a restaurant or a yeah. place that you go to congregate, a coffee shop. And so it's really just asking the questions. The worst that anybody could say is, no, we don't want to, we don't want to have an event with you. Go away. <laughs> but that hasn't been the case. So, you know, I, having come into this amazing community, I got to see a little bit about how you guys put together some of these other events. And so I just naturally thought, well, how great would it be to just go to the local cafe that I love down the, on the corner and how, how fun would it be to like get some of our, you know, vendors together and coordinate an event. And so it's really just coming up with the idea and pitching it and then seeing where it leads. Because once you come up with the idea and you get excited about it, it's infectious. And, and most people want to like take on, you know, want to join that effort and think, oh, it's a great idea. Let's let's do it. What do you want to do? I don't know. Why don't we do this? So it's really just coming up with the idea and just having, you know, the guts sometimes in the beginning to just get out, just push yourself a little and ask a question. So yeah. So once you, you know, you find a place that, you know, maybe has like-minded ethics and cafe that, you know, we are lucky that we live in Los Angeles. So there's a lot of like locally grown foodie type cafes that are, you know, make sure that it's like a lot of farm to table type, op, you know, uh, cafe. So 
the idea of doing a fair trade event isn't out of the question. Like it actually kind of aligns a lot with what they offer and a lot of their community. So that right away just seems to be a great fit. And then in terms of just location, making sure that, you know, if they have a outreach in the community, a newsletter or social media, or somehow some way that they are able to promote their events, it just, everything just mushrooms because when you're able to connect with another entity or a business that has their own, you know, audience, then you're, they're able to like promote you and you're just going to spread. So it's just really brand awareness. So we've been lucky that we've been able to get together with some great businesses that have able to spread the word on their social, their newsletters. So, you know, think of it that way. And as far as promoting it to like local media, you know, or your papers, uh, whatever, you know, you seem to like gravitate towards in your own community? Like, what do you look for when you're coming up with an, what are you going to do this weekend? Where do you go? Do you go online? Is there a certain website you go to or a certain newspaper or radio station? Those are the places that you want to promote these events to, because more than that, likely they're going to want to, they're always looking for something new to, you know, to promote. So being able to reach out to some of those media outlets will help spread the word too. Yeah, that is awesome practical tips and advice. Now it is not a easy lift, but I I will say like Robin said, some of the keys to success, I would say is partnership, partnering with local groups that already exist, whether we partner with a lot of churches and congregations and then yeah, cafes, like we're coming up to our third event at this cafe that Robin's talking about, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. So it's all about partnerships. So find people, like-minded people in your community to partner with. Absolutely. Now, Jas- Jasmine, I'm going to jump back to you for this question. Since you were a fellow with Fair Trade Campaigns, can you tell us, one, what is Fair Trade Campaigns? And if someone wants to start a campaign, whether it's their school, congregation, or city, how can they get started? Yeah, Oh, the memories are flowing back into me. I loved my time as a, as a fellow of Fair Trade Campaigns. It was such a, a sweet time in between college and, and getting my first big girl job. It's a lot easier to start a campaign than you think. And Fair Trade Campaigns is essentially the folks that help you along the journey of becoming Fair Trade designated, essentially. And it's an official not document per se, but you kind of, you get recognized as an official campaign, essentially through Fair Trade Campaigns. And anyone from a congregation, a K through 12 school, your college or a town just like Fairtrade LA can become a designated fair trade city, town, school or congregation. And so depending on what type of campaign you want to start, there are roughly the same goals that you need to complete. And they're really, really easy. The first is getting a team together because we can't really do anything alone. So got to get a team of like-minded people, which you probably already are seeing. If you're talking with folks, you probably know people and you may already have kind of like a working group as it is. And the second one is having educational events. So hosting those bonfires that we talked about already or doing a movie screening, having a couple of those a year just to engage the community around you with fair trade, that's huge. And the third one is increasing fair trade visibility. So whether that is having Depending on the size of your your college or your city, you have to engage retailers around to see if they're selling fair trade items and other organizations in your community if they're serving fair trade items. So libraries, other like churches, if you're starting a city campaign, other organizations that may be serving fair trade items like coffee, tea, 
sugar, chocolate bars, anything kind of like that. And then finally, have to have a fair trade resolution. And I know that sounds kind of intimidating, yeah. but, <laughs> but I promise it's not. Essentially, it's having anyone that's kind of in a higher position. So if you're at a university, that would be like the dean of like your affairs or something like that, mm-hmm. kind of passing a resolution or some sort of signing a document saying that we're committed to fair trade. With Fair Trade LA, that was doing with our city council and they passed an ordinance and that was essentially saying that they're going to commit to purchasing more fair trade items and being involved with fair trade. And Fair Trade LA actually declared that the second Saturday of May will be World Fair Trade Day. So that's super cool. And that's coming up in May on the 13th and we're doing an event around that. That's super cool. But it's actually really easy. And it was really fun being a part of this team at Fair Chalet when that came to be. I remember yes. shedding a couple of tears when we got <laughs> the did. news. It was so good. Yeah. And yeah, so just another really cool way to engage with community and become like have a little official badge that like you're designated yes. fair trade. Yeah. Yeah, I know my alma mater, UCLA is a fair trade university. Mount St. Mary's is in the process. Loyola, there's so many. And then congregations, there's congregations who's already declared and in Pasadena. Claremont, they're fair trade cities. So it's it's happening. You know, we're it is infectious. We're we're spreading the word in that way. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a shout out to Fair Trade Campaigns because they truly have a lot of templates that just makes our lives easier. So for example, the resolution sounds so daunting. I've I have never written that from scratch, but they had this template that we could, you know, work off of. And and like Joan said, Fair Trade is here to help share our resources. So if you are interested in starting a campaign, don't be intimidated. We have resources to help you. Now, in this episode, we want to pull the curtains back and show you behind the scenes of how Fair Trade LA works. We want to give full transparency of who we are as a nonprofit organization. So let's dive into our structure as a nonprofit. It may not be a very you know, it may be boring to some, but this is how we function, how we work as a nonprofit. So Brittany, as the board chair, can you break it down for us? How is our nonprofit structured? Okay, well, it might surprise our listeners to find out that we really are almost fully volunteer powered. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of our executive director, position, which is Alicia Chan. We as a board operate with our full-time jobs and this on top of it. And we love it because it's so worthwhile to be doing this work. So there are about 10 advisory board member committee, committee members, and we meet every other month or so to go through all of the business that's necessary around nonprofit. And this mostly looks like hearing updates from the director, Alicia, of who she's partnering with, how the podcast progress is evolving and the exciting episodes that are coming out and how, of course, we can all support that and be promoting. Um, But we cover strategic things such as our finances and how we can remain sustainable and how we can be relevant and proactive in Los Angeles and broader as there are are potential opportunities to partner with other nonprofits, some we've mentioned. Um, But it takes a lot of personal investment on each of the board members' shoulders to, to claim what are my unique skills and what do I have to offer this group? And there's not 
Thankfully, there hasn't been any tension or things that could come up with a volunteer setting like this. We've been very blessed that we all love to work together and <laughs> and are so appreciative under Alicia's direction as our director to guide us forward in vision and mission. So we would like to expand our volunteer capacity outside of just the board members. And that's something that strategically we're looking into different models to bring on people like our listeners or our newsletter subscribers who've been following us but haven't quite plugged in yet in an action role. Um, so that's an opportunity as, as our work continues to expand and our vision continues to grow that we definitely want to get more people involved outside of just the board of directors. But up to this point, it's it's been a real power team and yeah. a lot of gratitude for not only those on this episode, but the rest of our board members who we're representing today. Yeah, we would not exist without all the board members. And like Brittany said, I think our passion for creating a better world is really what's bringing us all together and driving us forward. So like she said, if anyone who's listening is, you know, in the LA area and want to get involved, we are we are open arms. You guys are all welcome to join um, and be a part of this organization in different capacities. So as a nonprofit, you know, Brittany shared about how we have a director and then we have board members. But as you guys all know, as a nonprofit, as a grassroots organization, we exist through donations, fundraisers, sponsorships. That is literally how we, why we're here. Literally, we would not be able to exist if it wasn't for generous donors over the years who believed in us and our mission. And some of the fundraisers we've had are were like galas, in-person events, such as our Global Fest, or that we had one year, the Fair Trade Comes to Hollywood event. It was super fancy. It was so fun. And during COVID, we transitioned and did this movement challenge where, you know, everyone was doing their different challenges and just at the end of the day, personal email asks. Those are some of the different fundraiser events we've had and we would not exist if it wasn't for, you know, those efforts. So Joan, you've been fundraising for Fairtrail the longest. <laughs> so why do we fundraise? What has people's donations and funds accomplished and what are people giving towards? Alicia, you asked me earlier about community and mm -hmm. fundraising is all about that. It's relationships, mm -hmm. people believing that this cause speaks to them. They're willing to support it, especially financially. Sometimes it's just they care about you and what you care about and, mm -hmm. and they'll donate because of that personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's never easy to ask for money. I think particularly people in the nonprofit world, we're not in it for the money. We have to ask. But yeah. you know, if you believe in the cause deeply enough, you can do it. We want to get the word out about fair trade in general. What are the principles? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? How do you get the products? And fair trade LA specifically. And that just takes money. It was mentioned earlier, whether it's you know great printed material we have, social media expenses to further the word, funding for a quality executive director who runs fair trade LA, hosting fun events, not to ask for money, but just to be together and have community. Yeah. So we're, we're deeply grateful for everyone who supported Fairtrade LA over the last 18 years. And I hope that they know that their support helps us engage more people 
in learning about the value of purchasing fair trade products, which in turn provides employment to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to provide for their families. So it's it's the whole circle that keeps us not only hanging out together, but doing our own part of fundraising and asking those in our circles to support this work. And I'm going to do a little Zoom thing here, and I'm going to popcorn, pass it to Jasmine. And, you know, Jasmine, share from your perspective, you know, why we fundraise, why mm-hmm. do we want Fair Trade LA to exist? Yeah, thanks so much, Joan. We just checked off this huge goal of becoming like the largest fair trade city in North America. And we have all this momentum, and we don't want that to stop. Being in this unique place of being in Los Angeles, LA has such influence over sports to film and the U.S. culture like as a whole. And we want to continue that conversation. And I feel like I love that we are Fair Trail LA and we get to have the opportunity to influence the voice that influences so many other things and impacts how things are purchased and what we see in television and how even sporting events and things of that nature, how, how what the impact of fair trade and global farmers can be and can be greater impacted as we move forward because of Fair Trade LA. We have this special skill of bringing folks from all walks of life together, young, old, to educate, engage, and inspire. And this is just the beginning of what we can do. And I'm, I'm like pumped up about it. And I'm like, I'm trying to get, I know this group on the call and, and the community we have at Fairchilla is pumped up. And this is just the beginning. And I'm really excited for what we can do for a brighter future together. Yeah. I'm going to popcorn over to Robin to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. Psst, I hate to interrupt, but we've got a surprise for you even a monthly surprise if you want. Have you been wanting to add more fair trade to your life, but aren't sure where to start? We have an easy way for you to support local fair trade businesses without ever having to leave your home. Our monthly fair package brings the world right to your door. Each month, you'll receive a surprise fair trade product curated from a dedicated ethical business. From artisanal soaps to shade-grown organic coffee, you'll find new fair trade products to love, all while supporting sustainable jobs from around the world. Keep your surprise for yourself or give it to a loved one. Did we mention it's super affordable? Subscribe for only $10 a month. Snack here is now at fairtrailaid.org backslash fair package. And sit back, relax, and eagerly wait for your delivery. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, thank you, Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah, I I also feel, you know, really strongly about the reason why we fundraise is, you know, why we continue to exist and we want to continue to exist and grow education and and, and really like educating people that don't necessarily understand what fair trade is and how it plays a role in the world, the global world, and so many of the products that we purchase every day and we don't even think about from the food we buy in our grocery store to the clothes we buy in the mall or online to our beauty products too. You know, there's, it just touches on so many things and, you know, we're so busy in our lives. We don't necessarily, you know, take the time to stop and think, oh, you know, I'm going to make sure that I buy this fair trade bunch of bananas as opposed to these, because I know that the people that pick them and help them get to this market, you know, were, you know, paid a fair wage and were given, you know, a better work environment. And that's important to me. And so I want to make sure that like my money is, you know, speaking volumes with, you know, how I spend it. Um, So, you know, just from that granular perspective, that's why I feel so passionate about fair trade because it really touches upon so much of 
our life, like so much, especially on the consumer level, we all are, you know, we all live in these bubbles in our cities where we are, but we're all one big global family at the same time. And everything that everybody's doing all over the world really impacts all of us. And to understand that, I think is just everything. And again, that's why I'm part of Fairtrade LA and why I support it. And I hope that everybody, you know, gets on board too, because it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. I'm popcorning now and I'm going to popcorn to Brittany. Yeah, I'll just add on to what you all have shared because those are our core values of, of why we're doing what we're doing and so invested in. Of course, all of that takes funding to be able to be able to run smoothly and to compensate Alicia for all of her hard work. So I would say that coming out of the pandemic era where we did scale back and, and we didn't have as many expenses. Now things are on full force and we're ready to expand. We're ready to mm -hmm. do bigger and broader things in, in public, but also online and through mm -hmm. channels like this, our podcast. So it's really exciting to see that growth happening and to know that if we continue on this trajectory, so many more lives will be impacted. So many more yeah. people will be aware of how their choices as consumers and as individuals existing in this world through decisions we make every single day. And I know that becoming educated on fair trade has totally changed the way I think about what I purchase, the way I think about how and what I'm consuming or gift giving with. And I believe all that matters. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of our listeners would be listening because they, they also see their existence with that kind of power. So by contributing to a nonprofit like Fairtrade LA, it's furthering the good cause around ending the injustice of poverty and mm -hmm. ending the exploitation in our labor markets and having education opportunities here in the U.S., but abroad, globally, as, mm -hmm. as like it's been mentioned, the, the goal and the purpose of the fair trade organizations and existence are so far beyond just paying people fairly. It's, mm -hmm. it's truly about life and death sometimes yeah. in some communities. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to ask for your support to continue this expansion and potentially consider bringing on another paid role if we have that opportunity for our staff at Fairtrade LA to continue to compensate Alicia fairly and to grow our reach through this podcast. It's all very exciting. Yeah. Oh, well, as you guys are sharing, I was just thinking about why I care about Fairtrade LA so much. You know, I, I think of how we are literally fighting for a better world and in such a powerful city. We are fighting for a city called Los Angeles that has influence over the world. Like, and I don't take that, I don't say that lightly. We, as a city of Los Angeles, influence all the different continents. Like what we do here can impact countries all around the world. And when people financially support us, they are saying, I want to help contribute and make a better world. I want to help fight for a better world. And that's what I see us representing. You know, that's who we are. And I love that we get to create this free educational resource for people through this podcast. And I see us as a community organization. Like we may not have a physical location, but I see us as the glue, you know, the group 
that fosters this, I'll say it, fosters world changers. You know, we had different fair trade businesses birthed out of our organization. We have fair trade cities that came out of this organization. Like we are a group that is fostering this world change. And we've seen it throughout the years. And like Brittany said, I can't wait to see what we could become, like how we, how we'll continue to grow and expand. So now Brittany, how can people get involved? I hope that people want to just support and make sure and ensure that Fairtrade continue to exist. So how can people get involved? How can people support Fairtrade LA, especially as we lead up to World Fairtrade Day on Saturday, May 13th? Yes, and our timing was very intentional with this being May and the month of World Fair Trade Day is just a great way to call to action as a community, as a grassroots movement that there's a day dedicated to this because it's it's so valuable and worthy of our attention and our commitment financially. So I will let you know that our goal for Fair Trade LA in fundraising for our annual needs is $30,000. And it's a goal that is a bit of a stretch for us, but with trust in, in our growing community and in the passion of people like you, we know that it will empower the growth of our programs and our events. And so the way you can support Fairtrade LA during this special month that has World Fairtrade Day coming up on May 13th, is to participate as a one-time donor in our campaign over May 9th through 11th. You can become a monthly donor, which is, is great for us to see our predictable commitment throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And you can give directly at fairtradela.org slash donate. Another great opportunity that I personally am involved in is to become a subscriber of our fair package. And yes. this is a monthly subscription that is so exciting to receive each month. I love being surprised and learning about fair trade companies and the product that gets sent to us is is always, at least usually, very practical or a great thing to pass on to someone else. If I have a friend who has a birthday that month. Mm-hmm. Another option is to become a coffee subscriber. So we do have Fair Trade LA coffee. And all of that information is on our website. If you like to become a subscriber or a one-time purchaser of Fairtrade Coffee, and if you're a business, you might consider joining us as a business member. And there are some qualifications around that, so we'd love to talk to you further. But having your involvement as a business member grows our exposure and helps us be able to help you align your business with fair trade principles and practices. You could do an ad sponsorship on our Fair Talks podcast and have your name and company featured and get the word out. And especially if your vision and mission aligns with ours, we have a, a great audience for you to be able to reach through ad sponsorship. So be sure to email hello at fairtradela.org if you're interested in that. And then, of course, we always want more support and followers on Instagram at fairtradela because that will help us continue our exposure by your opportunity to share a post and, Mm -hmm. and learn through these podcasts that are features on there. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please do that as well. Mm -hmm. So all of these are the various ways that you can support us this month. 
Thank you, Brittany. So that's, that's a lot of information, but also a lot of different opportunities for people to support. And I personally am just so grateful that Fairtrail exists. It's an understatement. I am so proud of all the impact we've made in the world. And my hope is that we'll continue to exist and grow and just fight for social justice, you know, fight for people's lives all around the world. So I invite all of you guys to participate. Any any last words? <laughs> any anything that you guys want to share to help us end this podcast? If you happen to be LA based, you want to come visit us. We'll be obviously we mentioned earlier we have two events that we're going to be doing. So make sure you check out that information will be up on the Instagram soon, but May 6th is a Saturday and we're partnering with Gasolina Cafe in Woodland Hills on Ventura Boulevard. And we'll be doing a fair trade market um, with the cafe. We're going to have flamenco, a live flamenco guitarist performing. Yes. And we're going to be giving away fair trade roses to the first maybe 50 or 100 people that come. Yes. So that's super exciting. And then the week after on Saturday, May 13th, which is actually World Fair Trade Day, mm -hmm. we will be doing another marketplace in Santa Monica with Kif Cafe. Mm -hmm. And they are on Olympic Boulevard, I believe. Eco, excuse me, mm -hmm. sorry, Bronx Street. So we're going to be doing a really fun event then as well, celebrating World Fair Trade yeah. Day. Yeah, make sure you guys are on our mailing list and all that information is going to be on our website as well, fairtradela.org. Awesome. Thank you so much to all of you guys for joining us. And on behalf of, I guess, our fair trade community around the world, I want to say thank you to you guys, our board members, for supporting and ensuring that we exist in Los Angeles. So thank you, all of you guys, for your sacrifice and your time. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. A pleasure, exactly. Thank you, Alicia. Thanks. Thanks, Alicia. Yes, thank, thank you. you. There you have it. Hope you're inspired to create or get involved in your local fair trade community. Feel free to reach out if you need any advice. We also want to invite you to start supporting Fair Trade LA, this nonprofit, financially. We are an independent nonprofit that exists because of generous donors like you and your gift will ensure that we keep our doors open here in Los Angeles and continue to create quality content like this podcast episode to grow the fair trade movement worldwide. Here's a fun fact for you. As of today, I'm recording this on April 27th, 2023. We have over 62,000 downloads and listeners in over 52 countries. So your gift will literally help us foster and support future changemakers, business owners, policymakers, and community leaders, not just in Los Angeles, but around the world. Help us reach our goal at fairtradela.org donate. Bye for now. I want to thank the creative team behind the Fair Talks podcast, our executive producer, Juliette Bucquerel, our editor, Caden Sullivan, our marketing team, Jasmine French, Elena Alcero, and Lizzie Case. 
hope you enjoy this episode of the Fair Talks podcast. Thank you for being a part of our community and sharing the fair trade message. Thank you again to our sponsor, Fair Trade USA, for making this possible. Now, are you ready to create change? The next time you're out shopping, just pick up one fair trade item to buy, like coffee, chocolate, or bananas, and make a difference. Ask your office, church, business, school, or your family to shop more fair. If you have any questions or want to learn more, head over to fairtradela.org slash podcast for show notes, discount codes, and additional resources. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And follow us on social media at FairTradeLA to join our amazing community of fair trade lovers. Tune in to our next Fair Talks conversation to hear more life-changing stories. Thanks for listening.